Good morning and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Thursday, June 9th, 2022. Today we are reading in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in Bill's story on page nine. On the first paragraph, going through four paragraphs, starting with the door opened and he stood there, ending with I've got religion. Unpacking those four paragraphs, please. Today's readers are, and yay for Team Thursday, thank you so much for your service. Devorah S., Martha Z., Abby S., Kelly I., Betty N., Newcomer Greeter, Karen W., and the host for the second awesome unrecorded hour, Nancy P. The reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, June 8th, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is 19,049. That's 19049. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, 19,050, 19050. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose, is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's first tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Kelly I. to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Kelly. Good morning, everybody. This is Kelly I. from Indiana reading the 12 steps. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, 
praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to be service today. Have a wonderful day. And I pass. Thank you, Kelly. I I will now ask for Betty and to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Betty. Good morning. This is Betty N. from Florida, the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contribution. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. I pass. Thank you so much, Betty Ann. All righty. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the direction for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, Everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in Bill's story on page 9, the fourth paragraph, 
and I'm going to ask Devorah F. to get us started. Please go ahead, Devorah. Can't wait. Hi, good morning, everyone. My name is Devora S. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you so much, Amy, and everyone on this line that gets us here. <laughs> the door opened and he stood there, fresh-skinned and glowing. There was something about his eyes. He was inextricably different. What had happened? I pushed a drink across the table. He refused it. Disappointed but curious, I wondered what had gotten into this fellow. He wasn't himself. Come. What's all this about, I queried. He looked straight at me. Simply but smilingly, he said, I've got religion. And um, so here he is, face to face with his old drinking buddy, Eddie, who comes and wants to pass along the message to him. And he's sober, and he sees him. He's clean. He's wearing a nice suit. Um, there's something about him that looks different. His eyes, he sees it in his eyes. Um, and, um, and he could tell something's going on and the simple thing of, I've got religion, basically he's saying, what happened to me? I, I developed a relationship with a higher power. I became, I became spiritual, um, a different way of living and thinking. And, um, I remember going back to my, you know, when I first got in, how did I get here? You know, someone told me about all the weight that they lost and, you know, and that was an impetus for me that maybe this could work for me. Um, I didn't see her face to face. I didn't see her eyes. But I still heard something in her voice. Her voice sounded very strong. And uh, she was just seemed very together. It's something, she just knew what she was talking about. And that made an impression on me. In fact, you know, yeah, she lost all this weight. But her voice was strong and confident. And, um, and I hear that on the lines. You don't see people here. I don't see the people's eyes. But I hear the voices of recovery here on this line, which, um, which tell a story of, 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 recover, of confidence, recovery, of conviction. And, um, and I say, yeah, I want this thing too. Um, you know, developing a relationship, a higher power, that is the basis of this program. That's why we're here. Yeah, I know we all came in. We thought, we, you know, we needed to lose weight. But then that thing, you know, it doesn't, that's not the only thing. The basis here is really, you know, finding a higher power and strengthening our relationship with that higher power. Turning to the higher power as if we always used to turn to the food, but now we turn to that higher power to give us the ease and the comfort that, that the food gave us. Um, and that's, that's why I'm here today. It's been many years. It's 23 years since I'm here. And since I came, walked into these doors, and I'm still here today. Because this is an ongoing thing. Developing the spiritual connection and relationship with God is something that I work on every single day, every minute of the day. Every day I have to be focusing on it. What is it that God would want for me? What is his will for me? And when I don't have that connection, when I'm not things come up and then I become jittery and I become restless, irritable, and discontented. Um, and, that's, and that's okay. I'm human. <laughs> that's why I have these 12 steps. That's why I'm working the steps, 10, 11, and 12, because this, this is it. It, it, does, it, it happens. Um, that's what keeps me close to God, working these steps. And I'm just so grateful that I have a source here, that I have a place. You know, it's not just 
you know, yes, I lost the weight and I'm keeping it off and now I can eat whatever I want. Uh-uh. It's continuous every single day. I got to keep working this program and redeveloping and redefining my spiritual um, program and, um, and relationship with God. And with that, I'll pass. I give my buzzer and thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Thank you so much, Deborah, for getting us started. Awesome. Okay. So we'll start taking names of people that would like to share on what was read, of course. But if you shared on either Tuesday or Wednesday, although we value your experience, strength, and hope, we ask that you step aside to let others share their experience, strength, and hope so everyone has an opportunity to share. So who would like to share on what was read? Heather I got Heather. Lisa B. I got Nessa R. Nessa R. Jasmine from Jasmine. Yes, I think she's like from Virginia. I think I might have missed somebody. I got Heather E from the UK. Uh, Claire, I think that's who I missed before. Claire E. Okay, hold on. I've got Heather. Okay, hold on one sec. I've got Heather something, Lisa B, Nessa R, Jasmine something, Claire E. Who did I miss? I didn't miss anybody? Okay, who else would like to share then, please? Bonnie B from Minnesota. Bonnie B. Um, you missed Rowena K? Barina K. Rowena. Ro- I'm sorry. Say that name again. Rowena. Rowena. Rowena K. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Super. Anybody else before we start this lineup? Okay. We've got Heather, Lisa, B, Nessa R, Jasmine, Claire E, Bonnie B, Rowena K. All right, Heather, if you could give me the initial of your last name and tell me where you're from, that would be awesome. You're up, followed by Lisa B. Go ahead, Heather. Heather, you there? Press star one on mute. Hello, 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 Heather. Can you hear me now? Okay, Heather. Uh, I do hear you, Heather. Heather E.H. from Texas. Heather E.H. from Texas. You have the floor. Please go ahead. Hi. I just have a real brief share, but this paragraph really touched me, and um, it stood out to me so because I had that experience a couple of times or maybe five times even, on these lines. And um, I had the experience first in in a big book study that was my home group before I came to Vision, before the COVID hit. And um, we had a big book study, face-to-face meeting, and there were a couple of people that were bright-eyed and looked wonderful. And the way they spoke was eloquent, and um, they just stood out in the way they spoke, and they were full of confidence. 
and you could tell they had it going on with their recovery. And so they drew me into OA. That was like at my first meeting and then on and on as I came. And then when I came to vision, when COVID hit, um, somebody's voice just jumped out at me. And um, it was the tone of her voice, the way she carried herself verbally and what she said that just totally jumped out for me. And I just wanted her for my sponsor. And so she was like a vocal Ebby drawing me in. And I've been here ever since. And um, with that, I'll pass. Vocal Ebby, I love that. Thank you, Heather from Texas. All right, Lisa B, let's keep it rolling, followed by Nessa R. Go ahead. Good morning, Amy. My name is Lisa B, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. And thank you for your service and for everyone that's here doing service. I have written on the side of my margin, he was reborn. And um, I just, I love this reading. It talks about how Ebby shares it in a simply, smilingly, like calm way. You know, he's not preaching. Um, the other thing I love about this is he he wasn't himself, you know. He w- he wasn't himself. He's that that former person is gone, and he's someone different. And then I was thinking about how, as addicts, you know, being like a human vacuum cleaner, just take take take, give me give me give me, you know, with food, with behaviors, with with everything, and not able to be comfortable in my own skin. And then a transformation, and it can seem magical. It is miraculous. It's not magical. You know, it's a lot of work, a lot of, a lot of shifting and changing and moving around and through the steps, a transformation, you know. And then I was thinking about the third step prayer, and that's what Evie was doing. He's bearing witness to those he would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. And I think about this line and how we are beacons of light going out. And when we walk around in our communities, you know, and then the big book, how it tells me my constant thought of others and how I may help meet their needs. Like my very life depends on that. And then how it shows, it's got to show in my life, like my homes, occupations and affairs, not just in the rooms of OA, not just with sponsees and my sponsor, but like with tough people to be with or family or community and work. And it's a constant surrender, and it's all about not being myself. It's about thy will be done, you know, through me, placing myself in position to have a transformation, and that's through ego deflation, humility, a lot of pain. And, um, you know, I think about also how when I came in here, I had a concept of God that I was okay with, but I wasn't okay with surrendering and submitting. I wanted to be equal with that power. I wanted to run the show with that power, you know, and I still kept being myself, even in the rooms and having some neutrality with food, but I was still a lot of me, a lot of me. And over the years, I continue to be less and less of me, but there's still a lot of me, like it'll always be there. And um, it's just an ongoing process. But I'm so grateful for you guys and my brother that brought me to my first AA meeting and I started to see the change in him and from being a a desperate person broken to suddenly being different and hearing that on the lines and I came in here not believing it could happen to me but it has happened but it's not one and done it's continuous ongoing ongoing 
So glad to be here. Thank you. I pass. Yes. Thank you so much, Lisa B. Okay, people, we are on fire here. Nessa R. Let's keep it rolling. You're up Hi, good morning. This is for you. Oops, sorry. No, no, you're fine. Go ahead. Hey, sorry. Uh, so my name is Nessa R. Good morning, Vision for you. I'm a recovery compulsive overeater. Um, I think like it does for so many people, this um, reading reminds me of my sponsor. And I had been in the rooms of OA, struggling inside the rooms of OA for about eight years before I met the woman who still is my sponsor, who guided me through recovery. And, you know, there were many reasons why I struggled. Um, one of them was that I suffered from terminal uniqueness, you know, that I thought that my life was so difficult in my life and I had so many challenges that prevented me from doing this arduous work. You know, it's kind of like as if I was waiting for my life to become perfect so I could work this program, but, you know, that's, that's ridiculous because if my, if my life was perfect, I wouldn't need this program. It's exactly because my life was so imperfect and so challenging that I needed this program. But, you know, I don't know, like I was, I was in a fog, obviously. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking properly, you know, thinking that everybody who recovered had an easier life than I did, uh, more support, you know, uh, less responsibility. I, I don't know what I thought. And then I met my, my sponsor, um, you know, uh, fresh skin and glowing. There was something about his eyes or in her case her eyes um and um she didn't immediately become my sponsor but i got to know her and you know what attracted me to her was her smile and her pleasant disposition like she greeted everybody pleasantly you know she still does um when people share she looks at them with a smile um not with i mean i guess maybe boredom or contempt that sometimes you know, we see in others and I guess in ourselves as well. Um, and that was very, very attractive. And as I got to know her, I realized she has a life like everybody else, right? They're full of challenges, very busy, lots of responsibilities. And here she was recovered. And despite all that, or maybe because of all of that, and that cured me of my terminal uniqueness, like, my gosh, the arrogance to think the arrogance to think that I am so special, I am so different from everybody else, that what everybody else can do, I cannot do because don't you know, you know, my life is different from everybody's. That was just sheer arrogance, which also was one of the reasons why, why I struggled. I can't say that I, that I became abstinent and worked the steps and recovered and never looked back. It still took me, you know, um, about a year maybe working with her um, and, and the reason was not fault over, uh, not was her fault, it was my fault because I wasn't listening to her, especially when she told me that I, you know, should do my step four as quickly as possible. Um, but that was a, a, an eye-opener for me. My gosh, you know, you can have challenges and still make time to work these steps because, that's, you know, I would make time to, to plan, mm -hmm. execute, and clean up my binges. So I have to uh, expend the same amount of effort on my recovery as I did on my binges. And she showed me that. She was a walking example of that. And with that, I pass. I'm just still there. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nessa R. Okay, Jasmine, I didn't get your initial of your last name, but please go ahead. Yes, this is Jasmine S., compulsive eater from Virginia. 
Um, Great. Thank you. Thank you for everyone that shared before me. You're just confirming um, what I'm feeling. And when I, when I heard him say, you know, I've got religion, I just, the first thing that immediately came to my mind for me is that my, my concept of what my relationship with God was like someone previously shared about being content with that. Like I, I was raised Jewish and as an adult, I've come to believe in Jesus and that as a Jewish believer makes me feel like, okay, well, God, God is working in my life. I'm truly connected to him, but I didn't really fully experience quote unquote, I've got religion until I totally surrendered to God. And through this program, being able to surrender to him, which is not easy, clearly we all know that, but it is such a process for someone to, pro- to, to believe that, like, they are really truly, like, I, I truly thought I was connected to a higher power and that, 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 you know, he was guiding me through all this, but really I was controlling it. I was controlling it. It wasn't until I truly decided to give a list of my abstinent foods. Like when I would hear people say how they've given up sugar and flour on this line or just, you know, any other meetings, I, I used to think, oh, that's, I don't need to do that. That's crazy. That's craziness. Like I wouldn't, I, I can't do that. And a little bit of me would still be in that and I would want to control it. It's not until I finally just put it out and I, I let it out like, like when you let the darkness out and you bring it into the light, that's when God can truly do something with it. If I keep trying to hold on to it and trying to control it, he can't take it from me if I don't give it to him. In this program and these people, I'm forever grateful to hear everyone's stories and to feel the true recovery that you all share. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jasmine. From Virginia, Jasmine S. Okay, Claire E. Uh, and then followed by Bonnie B. Go ahead, Claire. Hi there, everybody. My name's Claire E. I'm a recovered compulsive in the UK. Um, thank you so much for hearing me and for your service, Amy. And what a great meeting so far. And um, I love this paragraph. Um, there's a few things here, and I've got notes written down the side as well. And um, the first thing I've got written down the side is Eddie approached Bill. It wasn't the other way around. And, um, you know, I've got here that we're the sober ones. You know, we're the sober ones. We need to be getting out there and trying to carry the message. And that's what Abby was doing. And, um, you know, that's what happened to me. And it does remind everybody, I think, of when they first had that moment. Um, but I'd been in OA a long time and I was in a relapse. And on one of my many, many relapse binges, I'd made some phone calls to a meeting in London at the rep on the list um, to ask if anyone was able to sponsor me because I was convinced that the magic sponsor would be the, the answer to it all. And I didn't hear anything back and it sort of all faded. And um, long story short, but somebody phoned somebody, phoned somebody, phoned somebody. And this woman phoned me a few weeks later. And... I heard her, you know, and what was what's so powerful about Ebby and Bill is that Ebby, Ebby was like Bill. Bill knew Ebby was like him. Bill had been out drinking with him. It's just described what Bill and Ebby used to get up to. Bill absolutely knew that Ebby was hopeless and he could see that he was completely different. And that's massively attractive. And this woman shared with me her story. Um, and I knew enough about the program to know that what she was sharing was very much from the big book, which I very much believed in. And I could hear her pretty much working through the chapter, working with others, working with me. 
and her story was like almost hairs on the back of the neck like my story um so I really although I didn't see her face I didn't see her fresh eyes eyes or glowing skin or anything else I heard I heard her story I heard what she'd been like and I could hear that she was not like that now I could hear her calm I could hear her boundaries I could hear her um I could hear her connection it sounds really bizarre to say that but I love the vocal Eddie she was she was it was it was transmitted to me down the phone and I had some belief that maybe I could do this thing too and that's that's what it got you know it got for me um so you know and I I think you know for me what I'm trying to really you know Eddie went out there and spoke to Bill and you know that's what I need to try and carry into my um calls with newcomers calls with people into the food is that you know I need to be vulnerable and willing to discuss what it was like for me because people need to hear what I was like in order for me to then describe how I'm not like that anymore you know I, I was a bottom bulimic I was binging and vomiting 10 times a day I couldn't stop doing that not even for 24 hours and you know god willing I haven't done that for four and a half years now which is an absolute miracle I don't feel mm. any attraction to food most of the time it's I have neutrality I get on with my life I have a quality of my life I have connection I have friends I have I have a life you know I didn't have that before and that's what I need to be carrying into into calls and I need to be making those calls you know I need to be making those calls I'm very lucky I've, I I have sponsees um pretty much um my hard pass sends them to me thank you when I'm ready but you know if I don't have sponsees I need to be getting out there looking to carry my message because that's how I keep it that's how Eddie was keeping it and I'll leave it there thank you so much Thank you so much, Claire from the UK. My favorite paragraphs too. Okay, Bonnie B from Minnesota, followed by Rowena K. Please go ahead. Good morning. Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, perfectly. Thank you. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you, everyone, for the shares. Oh my goodness, what a paragraph. Um, yeah, where do you start? That's the question. Bonnie B from Minnesota, gratefully recovered by the grace of God. Um, this is this I mean, where do you start? Wow. Um, this mm. is about attraction, not promotion. This is the deal. He walked through the door, he sat down, he was willing to go. And he wasn't selling anything. I mean, this is this is what I saw when I came into the program. People weren't trying to sell me something, they were trying to give me something. And with no strings attached. And what was the draw? Um, it was in their eyes. It was in their voice. You can't make this stuff up. And I, I'm, I mean, I'm confident that's what it is because we can't make it up when you've been living on the other side and now you're on the other side, you don't even have the words to explain what it's like because you never imagined it would be there. Um, it says he was explicitly different. And I think what? Okay, what's the difference? He had the freedom. Again, he wasn't selling a diet program. He was giving something away. And it's in the voice. It's in the eyes. It's obviously eventually in the body, and that can be a drawing agent for those that think they'll never have the, the deliverance of that also. But he was giving away something that had been given to him. I came into this program as a Christian woman, believer in Jesus Christ. This was very challenging for me because someone said to me, so you came into the program, but that didn't get you delivered. And what, what I realized is that, no, for my religion, for me, my belief, that got me saved. What got me delivered was doing the steps because I never knew there was a column four. And the God that I serve in his loving kindness, what he did was he revealed to me, column four is what separates you from me. It's what Jasmine had just spoken of. It's, and yet I, I, thought I, I thought I had a relationship. I didn't. 
I mean, I had a relationship where I knew that according to what I believed, when I died, I was going to spend eternity with Jesus, but I did not have a full surrender. I had not yielded this area in my life to God. And so this is the most beautiful thing because it doesn't matter where you're at. What we have to share is free. And it is deliverance for each person if you grab onto it. And it's the most amazing thing, and you can't make it up, and there is no price tag on it, and that's what makes it so uniquely different from anything that's out there. So for everyone that's in this program, oh, I've had so many sponsors, so many amazing people who have shared with me and been for me what, um, you know, the Ebby here, right? Um, Piece by piece, just piece by piece. And I thank each and every one of you, and I thank you for this program, and I thank you for the people that make it happen every day. And, um, And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Bonnie B. from Minnesota. Rowena K., you're up next, and then we're going to take some more names. Hi, uh, this is Rowena K. Um, thank you for hearing me. Um, yeah, Rowena Costa Rita. So I guess what I understand from what I've heard other people talk about in the past is that Bill was fully into his illness at this point. And um, and he was convinced that he was going to, you know, that after a while, Abby would just forget, you know, the bottle would win in the end. Um, so it's really quite ironic that Bill actually, you know, there's complete turnaround in Bill's attitude. Um, and, um, and, you know, he, um, he couldn't imagine what it could be that was different in Abby. He just didn't know. And it wasn't actually Abby's religion that changed for Bill, because Bill, I don't think Bill had the same religion as Abby. Um, and Abby actually, according to everybody, um, relapsed quite soon after that, so because he didn't know what the problem was. Um, and But he gave Bill the solution, and he opened the door just enough for Bill to actually go on to create, with everyone's help, our fellowship. Um, and and I, and I just love that irony. I love the fact that our fellowship isn't based on perfection. It's based on, you know, Abby who 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 went on to relapse. Um, and and also, you know, um, Bill gave everyone else permission to find their own high power. And you know, it didn't have to be um, the same for everyone. Um, and I guess um, I find myself, you know, kind of toing and froing between. Um, feeling connected and not feeling connected and I feel like I'm very much you know in the process of creating the connection with my high power um, and it sort of comes and goes um, but I guess um, you know for me the change is when I do my step 10s properly um, you know then I can feel that there's a change in me and that's the whole turnaround that's where the magic is um, for me at this point in my recovery. Uh, so I'll leave it there. Thanks for, for hearing me and letting me share. Thank you so much, Raina Kay. All right, so we have time to take a few more names uh, to share on what was read. Uh, friendly reminder, we are on page nine, the first paragraph, the door opened, going through four paragraphs, ending in I've Got Religion. And if you share it on Tuesday or Wednesday, although we value your experience, strength, and hope, we hope that you could let others share their experience, strength, and hope as well. So who else would like to share on what was read? Sarah Heidi H. H. I got Jerry Heidi H. Uh, Derek Betsy K. K. Uh, okay. Bye, Heidi H. 
Abby S. Danielle O. Okay, hold on one second, please, because there's a lot of people came in at once, and I missed a few. Um, I have R.L., Betsy G., Abby S., Danielle O. Who did I miss that came in with Dara? There was someone that came in with Dara. Darren K. Darren K. I know there's... K-A-R-E-N, Karen K. Karen K, yep, gotcha. Thank you, dear. Uh, uh-huh. Noel J. I'm sorry, who was that? Noel J. All right, I've got Noel J. Let me, let me look here. We've got time-wise. Barbara B. Okay, hold, hold on, people. Um, Dara L. Betty G. Abby S. Danielle O. Karen K, Noel J. Who came in with Noel J a couple times? I think it was the Karen. Another Karen. Zoe Dane. I'm sorry, who? Zoe. Barbara B. Desiree. Is it Desiree? Sorry, my hearing is not what it should be. I'm missing it. What is your name again, hon, please? Maybe a little birdie can help me who that is. Hold on. Uh, all right, we're going to roll with it. Uh, let's see. I've got here, and then we'll see what time we have left, okay? Sorry, a lot of people coming in at the same time. I appreciate the wanting to share. Dara L., Betsy G., Abby S., Danielle O., Karen K., Noel J. All right, let's see where we go from there. Dara L., you're up. Please go ahead. Yeah, thanks so much for your service. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Philadelphia. And, um, you know, what we're witnessing here is a conversion experience. And that's what Bill witnesses in Ebby, you know, that this person becomes anew um, and experiences this spiritual transformation. And, you know, I, I think what this what this means to me this morning is that, you know, Sometimes the people best equipped to see the change in me and the people I'm best equipped to see the change in are those closest to me. And I'm thinking about how the person who 12-stepped me into the rooms was um, my boyfriend at the time, you know, and because um, he, had, he had come alive. He'd put down his drugs and his alcohol, and he was like, you know, you're a junkie with food the way I was with this, and, you, you know, you got to get help. And because I had seen the transformation in him, I was willing to, um, you know, I, I mean, I was spiteful, but I was willing to do the work. Uh, and it helped, like it, it helped me. And um, I just want to share that one of the delusions that I suffer from or operate under is that the only people that I can effectively carry this message to are people that I meet within the rooms of OA, you know, because as an addict, I'm still terrified and I'm thinking about me and I'm like worried about, oh my gosh, you know, like what do I do if someone's a friend, like how can I help them and support them in this way and how can I carry the message? But the, what comes in loud and clear to me today is that like, actually it's my responsibility, not just, to go for the easy, you know, the low-hanging fruit of, oh, this person wants me to sponsor them and they're someone I met in the 12-step rooms and I'll probably never, like, meet them in person. And so it's super easy for me to work with someone like that on the phone or through Zoom. And if it doesn't work out, you know, it's no big deal. But, like, what do I do? I was recently asked to 
um, by a, a dear friend of mine who is also bulimic, who has seen me come alive um, through doing this work, you know, over the past year and a half. And she's struggling. And she's like, you know, will you sponsor me? And my first response to something like that is, <gasps> you know, what do I do? Oh, my God, no, like, you're my friend. And um, but this beautiful book and the, and what I, you know, and, and the beautiful story and this fellowship, like, owes its experience, strength, and hope to someone bringing the message to someone that they had a relationship with, where the stakes are high, you know, and that person has seen them convert, has seen them come alive. Um, and I think, you know, the big book tells me that um, we can believe absolutely anything that an addict says about themselves. And I think that's easier to do when I've witnessed that spiritual transformation. It's really hard for me to believe someone that I don't know telling me something I've never experienced, you know, I've never witnessed. Um, so I don't know, this, this was a really important reading for me today. And I really want to think about like, how can I carry this message outside of the rooms of OA to people who might need it and might be receptive to it. Um, and with that, I'll pass. And thanks so much. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Dara L. Betsy G, followed by Abby S. Please go ahead. Hi, is that me, Betsy G? Yes, you're up. Okay, great. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Betsy G, Recovered in Maryland, by God's grace and mercy. So, Evie does not have to tell Bill how he drinks. Bill already knows that. Um, I walked into OA and saw it quite arrogantly to myself, you know, that the, the skinny women don't understand what it feels like to be me, and the heavier women have just let this, let this thing have, you know, taken them. So sadly, my mind was somewhat closed, you know, to what was being said around me. Eventually, I did hear my disease in your voices and your faces at the live meetings. And thank God that I did, you know, but see, Bill and Abby are able to skip over this whole part. And, um, you know, I recently had a friend told me that I'm her Abby. And I really am because she has, I've known her since high school and she's, she's been watching me you know, she's seen me eating and drinking, in my case, myself to death since I was a teenager. <clears throat> you know, she's seen me at pretty much every stop up and down the scale. Uh, she's seen me in a normal sized body, but she has never until recently seen me recovered. And, um, you know, it's just the 12th the, the step is so very powerful. No, nothing the food or the booze, in my case, has to offer can compare uh, to, to the, the the feelings of guiding someone through this book, you know, hearing them getting this message, you know, hearing them making the connections to Bill, to Ebby, to the doctor's opinion from their own experiences. Um, you know, if you're hearing me and you're struggling in or out of the food, um, one of the biggest things that helped me was to, you know, the set aside prayer. You know, I had to write my own and maybe you will too, but, you know, I had to really set aside and start trying to hear and trying to identify in. Um, It is scary to let go of the food, um, but if you're here, the food probably just isn't working for you anymore. Um, And if you're one of us, then it's never going to work for you again. That dog just won't hunt. (laughs) So, um, you know, also if you're here, some part of you knows that, and that's that's the part of you that you can tap into for that little bit of courage. That little that survival instinct is there, and that little bit of courage that you need to start again or to start over. Um, awesome meeting. Thanks, everybody. With that, I pass. Thanks, Betsy. 
Okay, Abby S. followed by Danielle O. Go ahead, Abby. Hi, good morning, everyone. My name is Abby S. I'm recovered in Michigan. Um, grateful to be here. And what this is reminding me of is early on in sobriety, I lived in California in a place where it was like there was a lot of like recovery houses and um like people like a community of young people that were like in recovery and I guess it doesn't even matter that they were young people they actually weren't all young people but anyways um and my friend told me like when she got sober that she started making her bed every morning like that someone told her to start doing that and this makes me think of like the paragraph how it says like that Evie was fresh skinned and glowing like we or I have like changed the way I live in the world, like the way I show up, like at work, I'm not wearing like sweatpants and rolling in last minute with my hair wet right out of the shower or like not even showered. Like I'm showing up with like makeup on and, you know, um, and like nice clothes. And um, like if anyone were to pop in my house during the day, like my bed's made and like the dishwasher is emptied and, you know, there's not dishes all over the place. And, um, and before that, like, I couldn't say that, like my house was just in this like constant, like state of turmoil and like, you know, dishes everywhere and like clothes just like piled up. And today it's like, everything is like in its place. And, um, and I'm grateful for that. So like, I don't know, it's just reminded me of just showing up in the world as like someone who like takes pride in their life and the things that they have. And I'm just like following in what God would have me be today. Like I'm not the director anymore. I'm an actor. I heard last night on a meeting, I'm an actor, which means I listen for direction and and I act in that and so today like I'm not here calling the shot I'm showing up showered and ready for work and um and with my lunch packed and grateful to be here on the meeting this morning so thanks for letting me share in my past thank you so much Abby S from Michigan Danielle O followed by Karen K go ahead Danielle Good morning, everyone. My name is Danielle O from Northern New York. I, uh, I I hear a lot of good things this morning, and I appreciate being able to at least you know claim my seat this morning. You know, I, from my experience, I've been kind of in and out of program for the last four years, and and in doing so, I I pursued God at another level, and. I I was so humbled by the things that were happening to me in that place, but uh, in the meantime, I was still I was compulsively overeating. I was gaining a lot of weight, and I was things were kind of going downhill in that way. And I justified it so many different ways. And I and I thought, you know, the God that I know and loves me, and and I love Him is is uh, He's going to save me from from all this, and I'm going to be okay. And you know, after listening to a few podcasts and my sponsor and being willing and wanting to be abstinent again, you know, I hear these little nuggets of information and I think, wow, that's it. You know, I'm always going to have this um, mental obsession, but I, I, this also is just something that I know I can bring to a meeting and just 
find a little bit of peace with it. Um, I'm not into food today, uh, and, and things are feeling so much better, and I'm so grateful that, you know, all of it seems to be coming together in a good way. And when I look at some of the things that I've gained, even though I've gained weight back and I gained a lot of heavy burden over the last four years, I, I gained a lot of understanding of, of the blessings I have had in my life, you know, because um, I have a friend staying with us right now who has, has absolutely nothing. And she's the same age as me. We grew up together. And, I'm, and, and I, she has sobriety, and that's good. But she doesn't have, you know, and I'm helping her. And there was a time I couldn't do that. You know, the selfish and self-centeredness couldn't even um, be out there to help somebody. Until, you know, now that I'm back and, and really, you know, listening and, and wanting it more than ever, I, uh, I'm just so grateful that I get to be here and, and just claim my seat. And I thank you, everyone, for being here this morning. With that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Danielle O. from Northern New York, uh, Karen K., followed by Noel J., and I think that might be all we have time for. Um, apologize for those I missed. Feel free to share on the second hour. That would be great, too. All right, Karen K., you're up, followed by Noel J. Please go ahead. Good morning. My name is Karen K., recovered compulsive eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credits don't transfer I'm so grateful for the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and um, all the people that have helped me to get through um, each step that I've been through in my uh, recovery. And what's, um, I don't want to uh, single any one person out who's like radically changed my life because each and every one of you who have shared your story um, over this line and people I've met with on Zoom and you know, all the different Zoom meetings and the face-to-face -face meetings. I'm just so grateful that regardless of what happened to Abby, Abby had something to give and he knew where to go, you know, and that is just such a beautiful thing. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a beautiful thing when I can get out of myself and to help another person, you know, um, not, you know, I mean, I'm getting ready to leave for my surgery at, at 8.30, and I'm making cards for friends that are much worse off than I, and a friend I'm making her a card to thank her for bringing me to my surgery. And you know what's really kind of funny? They tell you you got to fast, and I think, like, last night was my last supper. I mean, no, I didn't binge or anything, but I think it's hysterical for a compulsive overeater who has to fast and or a restrictor that has to fast before the surgery. You know, I'm not really thinking about me. I'm thinking about other people, out of self, you know, and um, I called my sponsor this morning and checked in with her. You know, my husband woke me up at seven. I overslept. It's a beautiful thing. I got a lovely text this morning. You know, this is how it works. We love and extend our hand to each other, no matter where we are in the steps no matter where we are if we have a ho-ho on sunday well guess what today's thursday it's a new day every day i have a new day we have multiple evies um, coming to my life if i block myself off at just one person i'm missing the boat i'm missing a lot of lovely people that i would have the opportunity to meet or to be of service to I love each and every one of you on this line. Some of you I haven't met yet. Some of you I may meet one day. 
And I love you all. And uh, take care and God bless. And all you have a happy Thursday. I'm pa- I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Karen Kay from New York. Praying your surgery goes well. Okay, Noel J, take us out, please. Hi, can I be heard? Yes. Hi, everyone. I'm Noel J. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, extremely, extremely grateful to be on this line this morning. Um, I am struggling in my recovery at the moment. Uh, I'm in relapse, and I need to be honest about that. I find myself doing like little, you know, just the little silly addict things that addicts do when you lie to yourself. Oh, I can have this thing because it's a vegetable in chip form or whatever it is. Um, but I'm so grateful to be on this line. And even though I've been struggling, I have still been bringing myself to meetings and, and trying my best. And um, I recently looked for a sponsor and reached out to someone on this line and spoke to them. And this person is not my sponsor, and I'm I'm not ready to work with this person. But even even just seeking it out, even just interacting with fellows in the program that have recovery, will have an effect on me. Um, there's a reading in one of our uh, readers, and someone said something to the effect on this line earlier this morning. But like, you know, continuing to bring your body to like the vibration or the truth of what this is means that when I'm ready, that it will be available to me um, because I continue to bring myself here. Because similar to what I heard earlier, I do know the food is not going to work for me anymore. I'm struggling and I feel stuck, but I know that this is the answer and this is what I have to do. And I had the experience this morning listening to that reading of knowing it. It sounded familiar to me, and I'm still very relatively new to OA. But just hearing it and hearing the familiarity and, and just realizing, like, wow, well, you know, you get to return to this every day. Like, you get to return. There's, there's never going to be a time in my life where I don't get to return to this divine, like, higher power has led me here. There's never a time where I can't make contact with my higher power through this program, through the big book, through fellowship, through the steps. It's always available to me, even if I'm not ready for it. And there are things that I can do, there's actions that I can take to get myself closer. So I just felt, you know, they say welcome home when you first come here. And I don't think I've really ever felt that. Um, but just a teeny, a teeny tinge of it this morning of, like, hearing that reading and, like, being able to say the words. Like, I knew what that paragraph was going to say. I knew it. I knew, oh, Evie, where are Evie? Like, it got exciting for me. It feels like I know these people or these people are a part of my spiritual growth. And um, I'm incredibly grateful. I'm incredibly grateful even though things aren't perfect in this moment. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Noelle J. Okay. I'd like to thank everyone who has shared. Thank you to Team Thursday for your service. Please join us for another awesome second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today, Thursday, June 9, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Meeting for you meeting is 19,052. That's 19052. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. 
Well, Martha Z, please take us out. Thank you, Martha. Thank you, Amy. This is Martha Z. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.